With us today is Mario Economo, a former banker out of Zurich, London, and New York. And uh, he gives us our European report every uh, Sunday. Uh, Mario, what the heck is going on in Europe, and how is it going to affect uh, the United States? Yes, good morning, uh, Cats Roundtable. A couple of things coming out of Britain, out of England uh, this week. The first is that uh, Britain will be supplying the Ukraine with depleted uranium shells. If you recall, the Russians had said that if the uh, British do something like that, they would actually consider it uh, a nuclear type of attack. So the ball will essentially now be back in Russia's court to respond to the fact that the uh, English will be supplying depleted uranium shells to the Ukraine. Uh, something else came out of uh, England this week also, and that is that the uh, chief economist, I believe he is, at the Bank of England, uh, essentially made certain statements which concluded and said that everybody needs to essentially accept that we are all poorer now, and this has to do with the uh, energy crisis, the food crisis, uh, and the fact that inflation is very stubborn and doesn't seem to be going away. It's true that well, he's not well, a we've been, we've, been, we've been saying that for the last uh, six months, that we moved the wealth from North America, from Europe, to the Russians, the Chinese, and uh, the OPEC nations. Yes, but we're not chief economists of a central bank, and when they speak, people listen. And unfortunately, I don't think anybody has been listening to you and me. If they had, they would have ended this war a long time ago. Trade relations would have been uh, reestablished, and we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in. So uh, I think on the back of what the chief economist at the Bank of England said, um, I don't know if our readers, or, or rather, I'm sorry, our listeners, are aware of certain statements that uh, the U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said at an event at the Brookings Institution this past week. Uh, and basically, if it's okay, I'm just going to read the quote. It's very important and it's very short. It's, uh, I've taken this off of Bloomberg. And it says, burden sharing when it comes to taking some economic hit to protect your national security is harder to quantify and then harder to implement but it's the fundamental concept that is what makes alliances function effectively. Now, what he's essentially saying here is that uh, the Europeans, who are, of course, America's closest ally, need to accept the fact that there is going to be economic pain as a result of the position they're going to be taking with the United States against Russia, China, and the rest of the countries that are aligning themselves with Russia and China. It's an interesting and it's a far-reaching statement, and it ties in very interestingly with what the chief economist at the Bank of England said, especially the fact that we all need to accept that we're poorer now. Uh, moving on, let's just talk about two other quick things. Uh, we know this week, this past week, the Russian defense minister met with the Chinese defense minister once again, twice in less than a month, but this time they met in India with the Indian defense minister, which is an interesting uh, development to say the least. We also know that Argentina uh, is now going to be buying its Chinese imports from China in Chinese yuan. Um, they're saying they're doing it in order not to deplete their U.S. dollar reserves, uh, and therefore they've entered into these agreements with China. But nevertheless, it's once again another country buying Chinese imports and the Chinese currency. Uh, I did see something off of another chart uh, which indicated that the Chinese uh, yuan has actually surpassed the U.S. dollar in uh, China's trade settlements with other countries. This basically means that China now is trading in its own currency with 
third-party countries, and it's essentially removing itself out of the dollar's uh, trading uh, abilities or, or his, uh, historical necessity. Um, moving to the Ukraine, let's just touch on the fact that uh, a certain gentleman there by the name of Mr. Podoliak, who's an advisor to the uh, president of the Ukraine, he essentially said that the Crimea and the Donbass, which is the eastern part of Ukraine, will be taken back, uh, even if it has to be by force, and they need to essentially be completely destroyed. That's a pretty strong and far-reaching statement, and it goes to show us that once again, the uh, differences between the Russians and the Ukrainians are miles apart, and therefore I don't anticipate we'll see a, an end to this uh, war conflict anytime soon. And the last thing I'd like to touch on today, if I may, is the situation in the Sudan. Now, the Sudan is uh, in the throes of what appears to be a civil war, the specifics of which I'm not uh, well-versed in, other than the fact that what we've been told, that there's one general who's fighting another general that used to report into him. In the meantime, in the main city, the capital city of Khartoum, uh, many Europeans, and Americans for that matter, foreigners, non-Sudanese people, have been caught in the crossfire and they've been trying to evacuate desperately. Enter European Union, where it has failed miserably to actually secure the safety of its own citizens. The way it was handled by the EU was each country essentially for themselves. Each country had to figure out how to get its own citizens out of the Sudan. There was no concerted effort. It took a while for everybody to figure out what was going on, and that is actually reprehensible. One has to wonder, what is the European Commission doing in, in terms of addressing situations like this globally? Uh, we know that the Germans did send 1,000 paratroopers in order to secure the airport, and they did that. They did send some large jets, and they were effective in evacuating not only Germans but other Europeans as well. But this was hardly the concerted effort that one would expect out of something like the European Union, uh, meaning there is no, we can see, no rapid deployment force that exists on an EU level. That means uh, a rapid deployment force ideally would be 20,000 men and women, 5,000 of whom would at least be combat ready and perhaps even war veterans, meaning coming out of the Afghanistan uh, conflict, coming out of sub-Saharan Africa where the French have been uh, involved in major firefights, uh, as well as 15,000 additional logistic personnel who could uh, assist in medical, uh, humanitarian, uh, all these types of things. We saw a complete failure on the EU-wide uh, level. And this is actually alarming to me as a European because it makes me wonder how safe am I really when I travel around the world. For you Americans, it's different. You're lucky because if an American is taken, if an American is in distress somewhere in the world, the State Department stands behind their citizens. The State Department, if it has to, gets other agencies involved in order to extract their citizen from that country. Uh, unfortunately, we did not see this at the European Union. Mario, level. we have to talk about this further, but we're out of time today. Uh, I will tell you the stories on the Sudan, how it affected Bill Clinton when I was with him at Camp David. Uh, but uh, thank you for the report. Thank you for bringing all Americans up to date, and we'll catch up again real soon, maybe during the week. Okay, very, good, very well. Thank you. Enjoy your Sunday. Thank you.